All we had to do was follow the damn train. This is Grand Theft Podcast. Welcome to episode 6 of Grand Theft Podcast, where we take a rose-tinted look back at our favourite GTA games while eagerly holding out our empty gaming bowl and asking, please Rockstar, can we have some more? I'm your host Gareth, and with me each week is the bonus to my insane stunt, the jizzy to my bee, the clod to my script, it's co-host Gary. Hey, <laughs> hello. Yeah, I was planning on just being silent there, like, um, <laughs> and just not saying anything and stuff like that. And then it would just be a one-sided dialogue for the whole podcast. It'd be great. <laughs> Thanks. That would be really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting point, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You just hear how much I go, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, that, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. How's things? How have you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Thank you. It's been quite exciting. We've got E3 coming up just around the corner. Yeah, we do indeed. Um, we're um, starting to see some dates and things coming out. There's new, uh, I think Nintendo's dropped a date on the 15th of June and there's going to be some yeah. release trailers of new games coming out. So very excited about that. Yeah. And is this going to be the year? I mean, if there's going to be a year, we'd hope it's going to be this year. We hope, we hope so. We hope it's, uh, we hope it's every single day. I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, hmm, GTA 6, is it happening? Hmm. I wouldn't put much money on it, but (laughs) one day that that bet may may just come in. Yeah, like, uh, like it'll surprise us. Like, um, like I remember, I remember like some some games that I was like waiting for and stuff like that for ages and it felt like an eternity yeah. but then like I would just forget about it and then it would just come out oh by the way we're out in like two months yeah fantastic yeah awesome why not I mean there's there's no better way yeah. of it of it happening I mean look at uh Fallout 4 it was announced at E3 and then said oh and by the way it's out in like November so <laughs> I know <laughs> we we've got to hope even if it's just a date like I'll be with you in a couple of years. At least we'd know it exists. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of resistant, how is uh how is Resi Village? Oh, 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 oh yes. <laughs> um I I don't know whether it is me being um me being a big fanboy <laughs> or if it's uh if it's the fact that it's just new and it's fresh and everything like that, but I actually think this is possibly one of my favorite Resident Evils I've played. That's a good time. Um, it, it, uh, it's just like I, I really, really liked seven. It, it took a long time for me to warm up to seven, but mm-hmm. like once I understood what it was trying to do, it was really, really good. Uh, and every time I can't come back to that game, I just find more things I loved about it. But uh, eight is fundamentally a better game all round. Oh. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see where it goes for uh, nine. And there's like so much things I want to talk about the story and stuff like that. But <laughs> I, I will uh, I will leave it there. Okay, okay. I'm I'm quite yeah. intrigued. I might I might see if I get a demo and just see how scary it is. Uh, so it's not as scary as seven. Seven is a scarier game. Okay. But there is one scene in eight that is possibly one of the scariest things I have played. Oh God! In a long time. So, uh, and well done to Capcom for that because, like, that took me by absolute surprise. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's an incredibly well crafted game. It's uh, it's polished to a mirror sheen. 
Uh, the story is as crazy as a Resident Evil story. It gets to a point where you think it might have jumped the shark a mm-hmm. wee bit, uh, story-wise, but then after that, it's some of the best parts of the series has been in that last final section of this game and uh, at the end it left me i was just like oh i really want to see where where they go next with this because it's left it like kind of wide open for different things to happen and setups and stuff so yeah i'm well excited <laughs> that's very cool that's very cool okay I, yeah I, I might see about braving it because the i mean it's not getting dark until about 10 o'clock at night so uh, i've got plenty of daylight <laughs> to protect me yeah uh yeah give the demo a go uh, the demo is really good okay. uh it gives you a nice a nice good uh chunk of well i think you get an hour to play it all right okay uh and you get uh so you have the castle and the village to explore so uh i kind of split my time off 30 30 minutes 30 minutes when i originally played the demo so you can uh, explore to your heart, heart's content you can finish off the sections as well if you want and uh yeah no it does give you a really good taste of what the what the game is like okay that's quite cool right i'll, I'll maybe put on my brave pants in there and see how it goes <laughs> from there good good <laughs> but yeah enough about resident evil yeah. let's get back to gta let's do it <laughs> and as always no gta is anything without npc dialogue so please use the email address grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com drop us a line let us know what you think about resident evil or if you really fancy a grand theft auto game so let's get going with our <laughs> news each week we're going to be discussing some of the news and rumours surrounding GTA in a segment that we like to call Weasel News, confirming your prejudices. Now we're not going to be breaking any headlines, we're not even going to be well informed, but hey, we're the ones with the microphones, so you have to listen. So this week as we record we've been blessed with some real news. In that Rockstar have announced that they're setting up a record label with Circle Loco, they're a party brand and organiser based in Ibiza, and they founded this to help support the underground dance scene. Most of the promotional footage has been all shot in-game using some of the nightclub locations and especially some of the stuff that you see in the uh, the Seo Perico uh, heist uh, that actually brings in some actual uh, record executives themselves such as Dr. Dre, DJ Poo, who has been associated with the GTA games for quite a while. Scott Storch, mm-hmm. who is uh, a phenomenal producer and uh, works a lot with Dre. Uh, he's in that heist as well. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Tommy Iovi who is, um, oh, awesome. yeah, he's, uh, I mean, a huge producer all the way back from Fleetwood Mac all the way through to, to creating beats with Dr. Dre. So mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of interesting stuff here. If you if you were to say to me that, yeah, Rockstar, Rockstar have uh, kind of uh, formed their own record label and stuff like that, it doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem out of place. It seems like something Rockstar would do. Yeah. And um, yeah, like uh, if they're wanting to get more a more foothold in the music industry and uh, whatever that entails, and how they're going to weave it into their games and everything like mm-hmm. that, then yeah, that's that's fantastic. If it gives like can maybe up and coming bands or artists and stuff like that a platform to get their music exposed, either like if you're signed to this label, you might be offered. Uh, okay, uh, we'll feature one of your tracks in the next GTA game yep. or some, something along those lines. Uh, that would be phenomenal. That'd be really, really cool. I think so, yeah, definitely. I think Rockstar, uh, we've kind of spoken about this in the past, Rockstar are extremely good at kind of leaking, if you like, into the into the real world. Yeah. Um, you know, there's things like, um, I mean, from back in, in San Andreas when, 
you know, internet in the in the forums were, were becoming more commonplace. Uh, everybody was looking for mysteries and, and hunting Bigfoot and things like that. Yeah. And I think Rockstar have seen this uh, and they appreciate how much of a, a spread across um, people's lives, i.e. starting a podcast, um, they really have. So like you say, to be able to give artists and uh, some uh, like bands and groups a start um, mm-hmm. by featuring them in something as huge as, as Grand Theft Auto, whether it be in-game radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, Rockstar's um, long, long um, affiliation with great music and, and, and great radio stations uh, is it's one of its its most famous features. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? I think that's a fantastic... Like I say, it's not surprising. I don't think I went there and goes, what? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... I mean, it... I mean, if you turned around and said uh, said that Konami or yeah. Capcom were releasing yeah. a record label, then you'd be like, "Hey, wait a minute! Like, what's what's happening here?" But uh, Rockstar, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. I think it's it's up there. When um, Red Bull relaunched their own, they've got their own clothing brand called Alpha Tauri. Um, yeah, and I heard about that and just went, "Yeah, of course they do. Of course, yeah, that's just yeah, a, a thing that they would they do, do." I think. Um, yeah, because yeah. they do literally everything else. And it would just be interesting to see if this is something that maybe uh, Rockstar fancy branching out into other areas. And they maybe just thought, look, we've got a great platform here for music. We've partnered up with this great brand. Yeah. Now we're able to to kind of use our, our push and pull or our weight in the industry to be able to help out from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, I, I do wonder, like, if... Um, so, like, if they do take off with this and, like, we get a bunch of, like, uh, underground bands and artists and stuff like that... Uh, Right, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reference something that only like uh, a select f- few of mm-hmm. us that live and reside in Aberdeen <laughs> and played in bands and formed in bands in Aberdeen, in Scotland. But uh, we have a practice studio here uh, called Captain Tom's, mm-hmm. and uh, Captain Tom's has his own record label, yep. which is Fat Hippie Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, each, was it each year for about maybe four or five years, they had compilation CDs of each band that was signed to that label. And they were ace. Yeah, they were. They were really, really good. Yeah, uh, like obviously like uh, your band was featured Mm -hmm. on it and stuff like that. A few bands that I was on were on it back in the day as well. And uh, yeah, it um, it was grand. Like it was really, really cool. So like something like that would be something really cool. Like to have like these eclectic playlists or something like that that Rockstar curates from all these bands that are signed to their labels, chuck them out onto Spotify, onto Apple and stuff like that, or compilation CDs, vinyls, whatever they want to do with it. Um, yeah, that'd be ace. I'd be well up for that. Yeah, yeah, quite right. And it, like you say, it's 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 that kind of that eclectic mix, that kind of um, finding artists you maybe wouldn't have seen even in a small place like like up here, Aberdeen in the northeast of Scotland, yeah. um, which could go as eclectic from uh, like Cole and Open Bracket, who were like a 16-bit yep. kind of dance group, uh, all the way to the yeah. heaviest of metal uh, and the and the kind yeah. of bands and stuff that we were playing at the time. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic kind of way. Now, you kind of mentioned there that um, obviously Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all the different ways that we have of, of consuming stuff. Yeah. Um, with regards to kind of festivals, obviously um, these guys... Um, that they've partnered with, uh, a, who's at uh, Circle Loco, are are famous for putting on parties um, and you know uh, events and things like that in 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 Ibiza. Do you think it's something that they may start doing within Grand Theft Auto Online? 
having a festival, having somewhere that everyone can come together that will play a playlist like that uh, with kind of pre-rendered DJs and whatever. And your character goes along and you hold R2 to dance. Um, <laughs> do you reckon we're going to get something like that out of this? Uh, I, I fully believe that's possible. Uh, like, I think we're I think we're living in an age now where uh, there's a lot of things that are, are happening, like just online uh uh like obviously like 2020 has been a very challenging year for everyone kind of staying at home Mm -hmm. and everything like that so we've had to like sort of find new ways of doing things and uh i've um i've watched a few bands uh over the past year and stuff like that because i haven't been able to go to gigs i've been watching a few of their live streams that they've done like they've done like one-off special live streams uh playing a set the production stuff is fantastic stuff other stuff that comes to mind is like they have all these events like in uh in Fortnite and stuff like that mm-hmm. like they had like movie trailers were getting debuted in Fortnite oh, there yeah. was uh there was like uh concerts and everything like that i think having stuff like that um yeah i fully believe that's something rockstar could do in GTA like mm-hmm. i'm surprised there hasn't been anything kind of like that already in gta online yeah um well as far as i know uh, i'm not sure if there is a is a place like you could go with your friends to what to the cinema in gta online and watch a film um can you do that oh you know what i've never i've never tried going to the cinema um i don't know if that's single player only uh or not yeah it's interesting because the the new seo perico um heist where you get taken away to like a a small caribbean island um under the premise of of going to this this kind of like festival this this beach uh party um and like i say scott storch is there uh introducing it at least and he's just hanging around in the crowd you can go up and and kind of bug him and speak to him um scott storch just in case i'm just dropping his name in there if anybody at home's not uh, 100 percent sure he's the guy that wrote the piano part uh for dre's uh still dre an unbelievably (laughs) recognizable uh kind of part but i don't think he gets the the credit or the the plaudits i think everybody just presumes dre found it and sampled it it's it's a it's a great producer uh but he's in the game so i mean it it just shows the the kind of pool that, that rockstar is able to get in as a little cameo just to stand there um yeah yeah. in in this uh in this kind of like online festival but most Mm -hmm. of the festival is just like you get uh uh a radio uh message through your ear from your your kind of inside guy just saying when you're ready see if you can sneak out of this this party but until then grab yourself a drink and go and listen to some music and that's what you can do you can just stand there for ages and just kind of like bop along just choose your dance style and it's 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 quite cool, and then you can go off and sneak around, and it's it's very uh, Metal Gear yeah. Five. It's quite cool. Um, okay, interesting. I don't know if that's that's something that they are testing just now. They're you know they're implementing these wee things just to see if if people are, are receptive to it or uh, yeah, yeah you know technically if how many people they can have on on a server that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it kind of reminds me very much on I don't know if you ever used uh, PlayStation Home. Uh, I th- I was very very late to PS3. Okay. When it first came when it first came out, so uh, I was like sort of tail end of um, tail end of that console generation when I finally picked up a PS3. So I think I did miss out the whole PS Home thing, but I, I know of it and I know what it was kind of trying to achieve. I think it was a little bit ahead of its time, and yeah. I think we're now seeing uh, with the behemoth that is Grand Theft Auto Online, yeah. uh, how something like that potentially could take off because um 
it, it, I was lucky enough to be on the, the beta team uh, and I got in there a little bit early oh, nice. and then it just started getting busier and busier and busier and it was uh, it was a bit annoying by the end of it. Um, but it, it was quite cool. I, I, I yeah. remember being up, just not sleeping, just kind of sitting there, but you know, you get uh, past that point where you're like, oh, I can't be bothered playing anything. I can't be bothered doing anything. And I got a message from a friend of mine just saying, do you want to go bowling? Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was, we both was, jumped in. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Funnily, it was a guy called, was it Rumi? Ro, 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 Roman, that's him. Yeah, Roman. Ar- <laughs> <laughs> that's him. That's him. Um, but yeah, we, we, we popped on a headset and we yeah. jumped in and we just sat and had a wee chat. It's like, I'm not sleeping. No, I'm not sleeping either. We just yeah. played bowling for a little while and had a wee chat. Oh, and it was cool. a cool place to go and hang out. Um, yeah, yeah. And you kind of get the, the the same, that's a very kind of chill version of, you know, of, of what you could do in, in GTA Online uh, yeah, yeah. without getting blown up by by some noob in a tank uh, <laughs> yeah. shouting things about my mum. So yeah. that's, that's how dare, quite how dare they? <laughs> how, how very dare they? <laughs> the interesting thing about that heist, though, uh, is that it is single player. Oh, okay, cool. So ah. as an online thing, you can go in, you can do that entire heist with nobody else kind of hanging around or you don't need other people there with you. Ah. Uh, you can go, but you have to split the profits, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So just as I could re-wrap up, is there anything else that you would like Rockstar to branch out into? TV production, movie production, game production, Ooh. get your arson gear, Rockstar, make <laughs> game, a new game. Game production. <laughs> Seems to have forgotten they're a games company. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Um, I... Oh, God, uh, I would like to see them try maybe do TV. Yeah, episodics. I think, yeah, episode episodic TV. I think they could probably come up with some really cool kind of like uh, just imagining like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, a series in yeah. on Netflix or something like that. That would be uh, that would be great, and they can like span the story over like maybe like eight episodes or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would well be keen for that if like, uh, Rockstar were like, yeah, we're going to branch out into TV. I, it's a good shout. I think, mm. I mean, these days movies, movies are always almost, uh, they're not redundant. And I, I know there's, there's plenty of set of files that would, that would kind of argue with that. Yeah. Uh, it, and I'm not saying that they are, but yeah, I, I think, I think, I think over this past, over this past year and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because obviously, like we haven't been able to go outside and everything like that, yeah. and like cinemas have been closed and everything, uh, films get pushed back, films uh, get released on streaming services anyway, and stuff like that. So I think I think TV has taken a huge like uh, step forward, yeah. like over this past few years, and uh, with the amount of uh, talent that is behind like a TV series and stuff like that now is mm-hmm. just insane. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, for example, like Mandalorian is just like, it looks like a Star Wars film yeah. based over uh, a series. Yeah, and this is like, it. All the Marvel stuff so far has been excellent to watch as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they can have like smaller scale stories told over a course of uh, like eight weeks instead of blowing everything up into like um or cutting everything down into like a two-hour action-packed thing so yeah uh yeah like um like i do miss the cinema though like that's 
Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Like, I, I do miss going to the cinema and, like, making an event of it and stuff like that. So it's going to be something I'm quite excited to go back to. Uh, but in terms of, like, how easy things are accessible now, uh, I don't think it's going to be as it was. No. And I, I think, like, exactly as you just said there, I think... Um the way that uh, TV can tell a story. Yeah. I mean, The Mandalorian's what, 16 episodes? Um, 16 episodes, two seasons, eight episodes a season. This is it. And it, 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 yeah. I think that kind of um, probably equates to about three or four films worth. Yeah. You know, you're looking at an entire Star Wars trilogy in a, like about a year's time frame, maybe 18 months time frame that we got yeah. there. And I think, you know, the, the, the smaller bite-sized chunks that we get of it, I think... I, I think something like that, a, a mini series, uh, and where we get Loki, and again, that would have just been a spin off film. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see now that something like, as like, kind of crazy as, as WandaVision, as, as clever and as amazing as it was. Yeah. Um, and something like The Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. Captain America and The Winter Soldier, as it turns into. Um, Spoilers. Versus something like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus, uh, versus something like. Um, Black Widow, yeah. uh, to see how her kind of story arc and her film yeah. uh, either benefits or, or, or not from from that kind of condensed thing. And I think yeah. it'd be great to see Rockstar branch into that because I think we mentioned before, I would love to see Claude and um, Catalina go across country from San Andreas to Liberty City um, in a six episode series. Yeah, that's the story we need. It'd be great. Just bank jobs, yeah, yeah. you know, car chases, yeah, gun heists, all those things. Maybe a, a, a few more kind of crazy characters on the way. Maybe bump into a few fan favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, as they're they're kind of like crossing paths. Yeah, all that kind of stuff would be absolutely fantastic. What happened to Tommy Versetti after uh, Vice City? Oh yeah, stuff like that. Would be, all those things. Yeah, all those things. And like, like how they would, how they would do it if they would do it like live action or if they would do it like uh, in game like cutscenes and stuff like that they would obviously have obviously have like more control over that and everything mm-hmm. like that or have maybe some kind of stylistic kind of um art choice or anything like that but yeah um yeah tv like uh, i i think um like just imagine uh just imagine like the story of red dead like told over mm-hmm. like a western series like that would be ace that would be it really would be. really cool Sorry, you just made me think about like Westworld. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something almost like that, but with. Uh, Dutch. Dutch, thank you very much. Dutch Vanderlyn. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like a, uh, yeah. a prequel for Dutch or, um, leading up to, to him meeting the crew. That, that would be quite cool. Um, or a table tennis tournament. Or, a ta- yeah, like if they can branch out into, like, not esports, but actual sports and, uh, like, table tennis, that'd be grand. I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> They could do the. Uh, they could set up a mail delivery service for uh, for animals, <laughs> and then maybe ex like go into like uh, babies yeah. after that as well. Maybe yeah. branch out into that. Yeah, there's tons of stuff they could do. Yeah, and they've got film ideas as well. I mean, obviously, like uh, Exploder would be <laughs> yeah. a fantastic film to go watch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Space Monkey, <laughs> Knife After Dark. <laughs> Poke of the space monkey. <laughs> you, we should be working for Rockstar Excellent. right now. I know, I know. Like, um, yeah, if you're listening, Rockstar, just just hire come on. Us. We just live up the road. <laughs> it's only Aberdeen. We can drive down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 
Okay, so now it's time to check out a new feature that we've been thinking about for a little while. If, like us, you're starting to get a little bit bored waiting for the next iteration of GTA or even GTA 5 the third, um, we have a little discussion point for you and we'd love to hear from you, grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go through some of the games that we think that we should be playing while waiting for GTA 5. So this is any kind of open world sandboxy kind of game. We can say GTA clone. Yeah. But I think we're far enough away from 2001 for them to be their own their own entity now. Yeah, like you were saying, 2001, GTA 3 and then everything after that was considered possibly a GTA clone, but it's just become more of just open world. Open world sandboxes. Yeah. Yeah, probably the biggest genre of game that exists at the moment, I would say. I would definitely say. And I think it's it's one that I kinda maybe look forward to the most. Um you know, just before we started where we we're talking about uh the new Guardians of the Galaxy game that was announced at E3. Yeah. I think that kind of really piques my interest, because uh, I know that's a, a long term investment as opposed to like even if we saw like a new Uncharted, I'd be excited for Uncharted, but yeah, maybe yeah. more so for something bigger and more open and sandier yeah definitely um it doesn't it doesn't mean like those games can't have like uh, open sections for example Mm -hmm. in uncharted 4 um i think it was like chapter 7 i think it was that was the big open field with the jeep and Mm -hmm. uh, uncharted lost legacy can do did this well did the same thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh in terms of that kind of open area jeep section and you can tackle whatever objective in that area in any order that you wanted to so um yeah like games offer like a little bit of open world and stuff like that where while still driving forward a narrative um yeah it could be could be the way forward for these games to maybe go but Mm -hmm. uh but there's nothing more appealing and more kind of gratifying than just getting dumped into a world and just going okay right let's let's just go (laughs) that's exactly exactly what i was thinking is with any of these games you always you know you get the intro you get a bit of a tutorial kind of style usually it's like a slightly overpowered mission uh where you know it's easy enough for you to pile through and it's great fun and like you say you get dumped into that world as soon as uh it's over and bingo off you go it, it's yeah. yours to explore in any way that you like uh, and i just love that feeling yeah definitely so uh yeah we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about gta clones and uh, games we feel like you guys should be playing uh in the run-up to uh this new version of gta 5 that's coming out on the playstation 5 and also <laughs> G- the inevitable gta 6 when it eventually comes out so yep. games games to tie you over just to just to be that appetizer just before the main course yeah it's a great one the appetizer scratch that itch as it were yeah scratch that itch exactly so i'm gonna fire over to you my friend uh for for your for your game of choice for this week so um my game of choice the the first one that really that really popped into my head um and it's it's not necessarily a clone of a clone but it's an offshoot of a of a gta clone um and that is everybody's favorite sleeping dogs what a game it's so good <laughs> it game. is so good yeah um, 
this is a, a, a game that was in turmoil. Now, I'm not going to go into too many spoilers uh, with regards to uh, story and things. That's your job at home uh, to go and pick up the game and go and play it. I think I got it. I got the Definitive Collection, I think it's called. So that's any kind of DLCs and add-on packs and things like that. Um, I think I got it for £13 uh, from Amazon. Yeah, I think I think it's relatively cheap on the PSN, like on sale and stuff like that. So just keeping yeah. checking to see if it is on sale and stuff like that because whatever price they bumped it down to it's definitely worth it it is it really is um it's it's a lot of bang for the buck um but the reason the reason i like this is not only is it a, a gta clone um if for anybody who doesn't know it started off as a, a true crime game which was a a, a direct gta clone a direct yeah. answer to seeing what gta 3 and, and and vice city were doing um and there is some kind of uh nods backwards and, and forwards as well between the games we can see uh is it true grime the um yeah. the yeah. um garbage disposal company in, yeah, in gta yeah. um <laughs> and i think that's great i think if if a company yeah. like rockstar are sending you up um then they they know your product they they yeah. appreciate what's going on uh yeah and I think it's more of a, a, a friendly salute and a wave than it is a a, yeah. a, a swipe at. I, th- I think it's exactly the same as uh, I'm sure we talked about it with, uh, um, was it Timmy Verschetti or something like that? That's from, right. Uh, yeah, in the driver series because he can't swim and he's got like armbands on and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they have like Two-Faced Tanner in GTA. Uh, so like Rockstar do like, having jabs at other game companies and stuff like that and uh they they like having jabs back at them as well it's like playful very playful very indeed i'll tell you if we get this new gta 6 and there is a podcast in there that's based on two guys in scotland having a little chat about their favorite video game series i will be over the moon (laughs) it'll be too good oh that would be that would be pretty cool that would be pretty cool and <laughs> more free ideas for you there Roxanne. <laughs> what they call jarathan barry <laughs> jarathan barry that's right yeah i think you're giving away a couple of our email names as well <laughs> uh, barry, barry was real he, he really sent in that message yes he did so give us the give us the sort of like sort of premise of sleeping dogs so we know that it was originally a true crime uh, yeah. game but uh, development took a bit longer and stuff like that. And then they it came out in the PS3. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and now being redone for PS4. And it does look it does look like it's been uh, up-resed. And it is very nice. And it took advantage. I was, I was extremely surprised. I'm not sure. That's maybe just something I've not noticed before. But uh, when I put the disc in, it gave me a very quick install and said, hey, your story's ready to play. I was like, oh, wow, that's great. Oh, nice. Um, Something that I've not really seen too much of since uh, since mm. PS4 kind of came out, so I was extremely yeah. extremely excited about that. So, like I say, um, a little bit of a development lull, I think. It, well, I don't think it was quite a development hell, but it was picked up by Square Enix uh, yeah. and brought out. It's about ten years old now. Um, and we pick up with uh, Wei Shen, our our protagonist, um, who's just been arrested. After a very quick parkour getaway, um, you get arrested and. It turns out that Wei Shen is an undercover cop. Okay. Very cool. Based in yeah. Hong Kong. Uh, so we're looking at the triads as your as your main kind of gangs. You've got rival uh, gangs of triads going around. And only a couple of people within the, the police department know who, who Wei is. Um, and this kind of starts off, again, instantly just intriguing. Just a very yeah. cool thing. And when I was sitting there playing it, um, you know, I, I'm not here to, to fully full-blown review that more 
more articulate people have, have been able to do that an awful lot. But there's some really nice comparisons, but there's also some really nice kind of separations that I think uh, the game does uh, from GTA and it does its own thing very, very well. Um, mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the the, the um, idea that you play an undercover cop and there's, there's a bit of a morality there, something that's, you know, prevalent in something like um, Infamous. Yeah, uh, in that trilogy, which again is another game that if if you've played any of the games we're going to talk about today, but you've not played Infamous, go and find them. They're absolutely fantastic as well. Yeah, because um, you've got a bit of a, a karma system in there. Um, yeah, where you obviously don't want to be doing too much bad stuff uh, because you're a cop and that'll damage your police rating. But also, you don't want to get found out because you're a cop and uh, you don't want to get caught by the triads because. Well, they they say things in cutscenes that allude to uh, some not very nice things happening to the the last undercover cop that they found. Um, okay, so it's uh, it's it's very intriguing the whole way through. Um, it does kind of influence the way you play a little bit, in mm. that you don't want to just drive down the pavement and mow people down. Although there yeah. are some very very inventive, cool ways of doing that, and I'll get onto some of those later on because it's a huge part of the game and what makes it so so cool. Um, okay, but basically that's you. You you get dropped into uh, an open world Hong Kong, of which there's a district uh, Aberdeen, which is very cool because that's that's where I'm from, um, yeah. and not uh, Hong Kong, Aberdeen, Scotland. I should just point that one out. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other side of the world. Yeah. But yeah, like I say, there's there's a few things that it does kind of differently um, that I would love to see come into to GTA a little bit. And it's more of the the environmental kind of um, part of it. GTA's, you know, cities are absolutely fantastic. AI is just brilliant. Um, yeah. The sound design is just brilliant. They've got that kind of general hum and hustle and bustle of a, of a, of a town and city. And it's not just random NPCs shouting stuff at you that you sometimes see in other kind of open world games. Um there's just that great kind of like, like I say, that just that hum of a city that, that goes around yeah. and and as kind of conversations like flow over you or, or you go past, it doesn't feel manufactured really. It's 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 very good. Hmm. Um, but it's the environmental kind of uh, interaction that I don't feel GTA is just quite, quite nailed. Um, yeah. Now, not just in combat, there is some fantastic stuff in combat. Um, where anything, if you grab a, a baddie um, and anything flashes red, then you can smash that person up in whatever way it is. Now there's extractor fans, there's circular saws, there's like meat hooks, there's a ton of stuff that you can impale, chop up and basically maim your, your opponent, opponent. And as long as it's a bad guy, yeah, which ends absolutely fine with it because you're a policeman, you're allowed yeah. to do that to bad people, uh, just not the good people. <laughs> um (laughs) but there's just some really nice stuff the way he kind of like hops over stuff the way he can jump from car to car which is a very very cool thing so you don't have to be kind of like standing um in the middle of the road to be able to hijack a car you can actually jump from a bike or another vehicle onto the back of another vehicle take that one over uh you could hide somebody in the boot if you want to watch the video of the playstation (laughs) access guys um yesterday just putting folk in the boot and then just (laughs) doing crazy stuff um you can sit with your door open uh so as you're driving you can just hold the door open and kind of like wedge it with your leg uh and use that to knock people over if you want apparently that's that's not a bad thing um <laughs> so, no 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 um 
fast and loose with morality there. Very, very. <laughs> um, and it's something that we don't see too much of with with GTA. Um, no, um, I think like like there's li- there's little things in GTA that you can do. Like um, the one that got me. Uh, I think I think it was in GTA Three they first introduced it, but like if you get in a car and there's someone in the back and they don't get out, yeah, and like you just hear them screaming in the back and stuff yep. like that, and as soon as you stop, they get out of yep. the car. But uh, yeah, no, that like like little stuff like that, but like um, nowhere to the level that Sleeping Dogs managed to like just add little things here, there, and everywhere just to kind of make it. It's, it's definitely definitely horse testicles. It is. It is. <laughs> it's and uh, you know what? If if you've listened to us before, you know we love horse testicles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we do. Um, but yeah, yeah, just nice, nice wee things. Another thing, uh, and again, it's to do with the the environment that I really, really enjoyed. Um, was it? It takes you down kind of alleyways um, just by by your GPS. You know, it, it yeah. won't stick to the main roads. Uh, and leave it for you to come up with uh, all the shortcuts and yeah. i hugely enjoyed that not only in like car chasers which gta is very very good at doing you know you you follow the bad guy um and they take you all through these kind of weird and wonderful ways uh, and of course with collectibles and things we've talked in the past that it does that but the gps will just tell you to take a right and it'll go down with all these nice like especially at night there's loads of lanterns up there's lots of, kind yeah. of neon flashing lights and things um, yeah just a great way of, of navigating that city and, and just making it look very cool and, get, and getting you to explore it. So I, I definitely, I took a lot from that. Yeah. There's a few things that I, I instantly, when you're sitting down playing a GTA clone, especially um, when researching it for a Grand Theft Auto podcast, there was a few yeah. kind of like similarities and differences I wanted to see. So um, uh, radio was one of the first things that I, I kind of took into to play. Yeah. And I remember, I remember one or so, two songs because... Uh, there's a, a karaoke mini game in this um, that uh, for the platinum or for, for the 100% you have to go through them all and, and get a certain score in them all uh, of which I've done previously I did I did get the platinum originally on, on PS3 uh, um, do, you to, do you have to have a sing star mic? <laughs> yes <laughs> um, and yeah 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 so that that was me yeah I'm um, yeah. sitting there till two in the morning, uh, singing, <laughs> singing uh, about what is it? You're an habitual flirt. That's the the kind of main <laughs> main pop nice. tune throughout the whole thing, and that's nice. the only part I remembered. I remember that pop song uh, from yeah. the the karaoke sessions. But what I forgot was there was Kerrang Radio, and there's wow. Roadrunner Records on there as well. Oh, um, nice. Each with their own on DJs. They got some really neat stuff in there that I've not heard. Like up next, uh, here's the next kind of four songs in a row, and they would just play four songs in a row. Okay, um, cool. that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool indeed. Uh, yeah. And it had that kind of fair enough. GTA doesn't have that kind of like real world uh, grounding uh, with regards to because it's all you know, it's all pretend, it's all fake. Um, yeah. But having hey, this is Roadrunner Records, and here's some pretty awesome tunes um i thought that was it was a really really cool touch yeah i mean um like obviously 
like GTA is obviously set in like fictional uh, fictional mm-hmm. cities and stuff, and um, uh, everything. Well, it's a video game. But everything is kind of like false, <laughs> uh, false about it. But like uh, having tangible tracks that you can relate to that era that you're playing that GTA in is uh, something that kind of brings it down a wee bit. Uh, like mm-hmm. brings it closer to our reality. Yeah. And uh, but but like with Sleeping Dogs, obviously like being based in Hong Kong and. Yep. Uh, like it's not a fictional part of Hong Kong or anything like that. It is just. It is as, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, um, yeah. it is a, a a a recreation of of contemporary Hong Kong. Yeah, so it's it's in the real world. It's mm-hmm. uh, and then having these kind of tracks and stuff like that in there as well, which is um, just another thing that kind of like just grounds it down and uh, makes it really authentic. Yep, very much does. Makes it an absolute pleasure uh, yep. to play. Uh, makes you want to look for those radio stations as well. Um, yeah, there any, is. Uh, oh, any standout tunes? Good call. I'm going to have to look that one up. Um, I've not played it enough to get all the way through some of these uh, playlists, but I'm going to read out Roadrunner records. Um, so there's uh, Blackstone Cherry, nice. uh, Devil Driver, Dream Theater, yes. Yes. Fear Factory, Kill Switch, yes. Machine yes. Head, yes. Opeth, Soulfly, yes. yes. Parlor Mob, Trivium. <laughs> oh, cool. That is a pretty good um, run of tunes as well. Yeah, God. Do you remember Roadrunner United? No. Do you not remember? Oh, no. oh, sorry for this tangent, but it's cool. Uh, so, Roadrunner Records, back when all those bands were involved with mm-hmm. that, uh, they had four team captains picked from four different bands. So, you had like uh, Dino Cazares, you had mm-hmm. uh, Matt Heafy, Rob Flynn, and Joey Jordanson. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were in charge of creating like super bands. Uh, like from all the different people that involved with Roadrunner Records and stuff like that, and uh, compose an album. Nice. So uh, it was. Uh, it was some of the stuff was really cool. Like, um, was it Rob Flynn ended up doing something with uh, Howard Jones from Killswitch. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, which was really really cool. And um, yeah, there was uh, there was a heap of brilliant tunes on that. Nice. Yeah, that, I forgot that they did that. Yeah, I I I'll be looking that up. I might have it. <laughs> yeah no i'm looking at i'm looking at my cd collection and i was like do i actually have it or did i borrow it from someone i can't remember but yeah it was a it was a cool cool project but yeah just you listening off that playlist i was just like oh god that's so cool <laughs> it is it's i mean it is just like 2010 2011 uh roadrunner records right there pretty um, much yeah just a great great collection of of some stuff i mean to have the Grand Conjuration by Opeth in a game soundtrack as you're driving through Hong Kong. <laughs> um, there is also a, a great uh, classic rock, punk, um, like pop kind of channel as well. Very GTA with Deep Purple, Duran Duran, uh, Queen, Robert Palmer, Susie and the Banshees, the Allman Brothers, The Jam, The Who, Thin Lizzy. Nice. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, 10 out of 10 for the, the radio stations. And again, that's some of the things that you you kind of put on um, with something like a GTA clone and you're, oh, is this going to be just as good? And I will give 10 out of 10 to the, the Sleeping Dog soundtrack. Yeah, that is really, really decent. Very cool indeed. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure really, it's not necessarily a, a, a full-blown review that we're, we're kind of going for here. This is just like how excited and how much fun we have with these games. And I've got to oh, say... Yeah. Sleeping Dogs is fantastic. It can get a bit repetitive. It's a little bit unpolished slash maybe not necessarily finished in certain areas. Yeah. But what it 
kind of lacks a with uh, kind of some variety and things. It just makes up in sheer fun. Um, yeah. And for a game that is to like beat em ups 3D kind of sand, sandbox kind of beat em ups that the GT is to a, a shoot em up, the combat is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Great way of doing it. Like environmentally, uh, everything kind of uh, affects what you're doing from picking up like a, a fish. Uh, and just slapping folk around the head with it. Um, it's got a great sense of humor in that kind of respect. You can pick up like yeah. handbags and, and you know whatever's lying around. There's like brown bags full of just stuff, and you just pick it up and just whack it around a, a bad guy's face. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It just makes up in, in sheer fun. Um, even your outfit can change the the style of of martial arts that uh, Wei Shen uses, um, which is very very cool. So there's. A very cool like skill tree as well um, that is actually genuinely helpful. Like nice. as a cop, um, I was able to like very quickly. I was able to steal cars without the alarms and stuff going off. So um, mm. it just takes that like little annoyance away that you just want to get to the next kind of mission. But oh, I've got a three star one level uh, by accident. It's kind of a, a punch in the butt moment when yeah. uh, you know you're going to go and try this mission for the tenth time. You need to get a vehicle to get to the start point or to go to ammunition, but you wind yeah. up dying and getting blown up by tanks because that one car jack has just gone completely wrong uh and that is the rest of your evening uh, absolutely scuppered um yeah. so it it avoided any of those moments um i even had ju- fun jumping down the stairs uh remember metal gear solid 2 um riding mostly when he was nicky riding um he had like a like a kind of cartwheel kind of somersault jump yeah and my favorite thing to do is to do that up the stairs with Raiden. Um, and then he so falls. Yeah. He falls every single time. You can kind of do a, a similar-ish thing with, uh, and it just reminded me of with Wei Shen, that he does a, a very cool like flying spinning kick. Uh, and doing that down the stairs, regardless of who's at the bottom, um, is a very, very good fun thing to do. Um, nice. So it's got those little kind of you know, internal games that you want to play with yourself or, uh, yeah. you know, those wee, those wee kind of rituals or, or traditions that you, you start doing. Yeah. Um, there's also some really, some really good, um, dialogue in there in that it will kind of say, Oh, did you hear that there was a big like gunfight down at that factory the other night? I was like, yeah, that was me. So it was very <laughs> cool. It's, it's yeah. kind of shoehorned in there. It's not as slick, but yeah, all those things are there. And, I would highly recommend if anybody wants to to kill some time, get in there and play. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got a great city. Um, combat is absolutely fantastic. The uh, parkour and kind of climbing elements are very, very good. So they're not quite Assassin's Creed, but you know what? Yeah. That's Assassin's Creed's, um, uh, that's its shtick. Um, yeah. So yeah, very, very cool game. Uh, and I would highly recommend. Awesome. I'll have to give it another go at some point. I do have it. Uh, it is on the PlayStation, well, in my collection somewhere, so I will have to dig it out again because, uh, yeah, just um, hearing you talk about it again, I was just like, oh, I really need to get back into that because my limited time I've had with that game has been fun and mm-hmm. just other things just distracted me, so stopped me from going further. But, yeah, um, no, definitely excited. And, uh, yeah, Sleeping Dogs. Get in there. It's good. Get in there. It's good. <laughs> That's my uh, my recommendation. Cool. 10 out of 10, would recommend. Would recommend, would play again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, from one side of a coin uh, that's quite grounded, quite uh, serious, and um, a, quite an enthralling um, yeah. kind of story, 
Yeah. Not to say that this your game isn't all of those things. Well, well. What have you chosen? What have I chosen? Well, uh, when think like first thing I thought of when I thought of GTA clone and Saints Row popped to mind. Yeah. And um, like I've been a very like casual fan of Saints Row, as mm-hmm. in like uh, I've pl- I've played them all. Um, I've um, but. I've never gravitated to them as much as GTA and how much I get involved with GTA and how much I get involved with the stories. Yeah. But um, to uh, the thing that I really, really admire about Saints Row is that it does its own thing. Yeah. Like it's, it, like the first game is pretty much just a standard GTA clone with a little bit of silliness and stuff like that. It's nothing too out of the ordinary from what we were used to in like GTA 3, Vice City, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. Uh, and then, um, but each game just gets sillier and sillier <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, like um, I think the the ones I've spent the most time with have been since, uh, since Row 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. And basically, they just lean into the stupidity, the pop cultural references, the crassness of everything, like the the fart humor, the um, the sexual humor, everything like that. They just fully lean into it, and it's it's amazing. It's just so much stupid fun. That's exactly <laughs> what Saints Row is. And uh, so the game I've chosen, actually, is Saints Row 4, which is the last one. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people would incite Saints Row 3 as possibly being the best one out of the series Mm -hmm. because it didn't really jump the shark as much as 4 did. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go into... So I'll, I'll... I'll start off with like just the start of Saints Row until you get mm-hmm. into the, like the open-ish kind of world and stuff like that. And uh, this will just show you how crazy this is. So in Saints Row, you customize your own protagonist to yep. pop in. So you're you're known as uh you're known as like the player uh in Go the you. first in the first four. Well, in the first couple, and then uh, you just become like the the protagonist. Like they, you yep. don't have a you don't have a name. They somehow manage to like dodge every single kind of like reference to that. It's like, hey, we've got this guy. This guy can do everything. He's the <laughs> he's the best <laughs> sort of thing. And um, so you customize your own uh, character. And the first thing that hints you off at this game is just very self-referential and just knows exactly what it is, is that you get a custom custom voices for the characters. Oh. And you get, uh, so there's three male and three female. Mm-hmm. So you uh, pick whatever one you want. I th- I can't remember if you can have like a female voice with a male body or not, sure. but but uh, there's, a f- there's a final option. There's a seventh mm-hmm. option. And the seventh option is Nolan North. Just Nolan North. <laughs> just nolan north <laughs> brilliant i mean there's there's not really an option there that is the, that no, is it that is it i i think I, I can't remember i think troy baker was he i think he might have been in saints row 3 as one of the male voices oh okay yeah uh so i was i wasn't sure it might be saints row 3 or 4 i can't remember off the top of my head but uh but yeah just having nolan north 
as your as your character's voice, and he just voices himself. <laughs> like That's no, brilliant. yeah, it's so funny. It's really funny. So I, like, I pick Nolan North straight away. Um, but yeah, so the start of the game, uh, you are doing this mission with some of the um, the um, the Thursday State thirsty saints which is your gang Mm -hmm. and uh basically you're called to assassinate uh an mi6 agent uh with a few guys but then uh just before you do that he ends up launching a nuclear missile up into the sky Mm -hmm. and you being the protagonist (laughs) run out to the nuclear missile (laughs) grab hold of it and fly up while aerosmith plays (laughs) And is it is it Aerosmith from um from oh what what was the film Armageddon. they did Armageddon, Armageddon. yes yeah. don't want to close my eyes <laughs> like, uh. so you're climbing this this massive nuke disarming the nuke <laughs> as you as you're going up while Aerosmith is playing and then you disarm the nuke you fall down and then you end up crashing into the White House into the oval office you you basically fall into the president's chair the game skip forward five years and you are now the president of the united <laughs> states you're <laughs> your your second in command is keith davis from they live obviously oh uh, yeah obviously uh and uh it's just bizarre like they have these um like so this uh the, it's very west wing at this point like you're kind mm-hmm. of walking walking along like so after you've done talking, and talking. Uh, yeah so after you've done the nuclear missile and you've crashed in and stuff like that then you get to customize your character mm-hmm. and then you're now the president of the united states of america and uh you're walking down and this like there's like a reporter comes up you can punch him in the face or punch him in the dick <laughs> or whatever uh there's um there's a guy that's like uh comes up and he's like oh do you want to cure poverty or cancer (laughs) (laughs) you have to choose which one to do (laughs) honestly like it's just so stupid unbelievably stupid but yeah like so uh you uh like it's been five years the world's had a bit of peace and uh, everything seems to be running fine. You, you're doing a really good job as president of the United States. And uh, then aliens attack. Of course. Aliens attack. So you try to... Um, oh, what's the boy's name? Uh, uh, Z- uh, Zinyak. Zinyak, I think, is the aliens boy. And mm-hmm. like he reads poetry and everything <laughs> like that. And um, yeah, like basically they're trying to overthrow Steelport. And uh, they end up... Uh, knocking you out and they're just a way to destroy well no they actually they actually succeed in destroying earth but you all managed to escape <laughs> and now you are going into well you get kidnapped by the aliens after they've destroyed earth and stuff like that and um it's oh, like i'm really really trying to think of it. And there's a so there's something I'm going to, like, I'll tell you the, this part of the plot and then I'll go back to, like, why this is relevant. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, so you've um, you've been kidnapped by the aliens and you wake up in a 1950s, like, kind of, um, yeah, 1950s, like, sitcom thing and he's, like, 
you're kind of like jauntily walking about the house and stuff like that, saying hi to the neighbors <laughs> and everything like that. But then something's like something's not right. Things start glitching. Okay. Things start forming and stuff like that. And one of your associates, Kenzie, uh, she's mm-hmm. like your computer programmer hacker, and she gives you like she's like, oh, you're in a simulation. Uh, here's some weapons. Go cause some mayhem and try and break the simulation. So you go around, and start shooting things and stuff like that, and you get out of it. And then uh, basically, just imagine the Matrix. Right, okay. At this point. So you've escaped the simulation, mm-hmm. but to defeat them, you have to go back into the simulated world of Steelport. So this is where all your superpowers and everything like that comes into. Got it's, yeah. all sim- it's, it's all simulated. Got you. Uh, but yeah, like, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, the, the world gets destroyed. <laughs> it's bizarre. But yeah, so this game was supposed to be just an expansion for um saints row 3 okay. called enter the Do- enter the dominatrix right <laughs> <laughs> but then they kept expanding the story kept expanding the story and like they turned it into its own f- full-fledged game so yeah at this point in Suffolk you can fully explore um this digital recreation of steelport you can go about collecting like data uh, data spore things mm-hmm. and that gives you uh, experience points which ends up you increasing your abilities so you can learn to like jump and fly and everything like that and um someone someone said that like um in saints row 3 you would use your cars to obviously get around the city and stuff like that mm-hmm. in saints row 4 cars are projectiles <laughs> you pick up you can pick up cars and fire them at people oh, and stuff brilliant. like that um, because it's so much easier just to get around by just jumping and flying than it is to actually i was gonna ask yeah. how's the driving but never mind uh no no you can still get in you can still drive and <laughs> stuff like that but yeah it's uh, it's <laughs> it's such a bizarre game oh it sounds so much fun i i want to say that it was free on ps plus maybe like a year ago or something i'm going to go and double check that because that's getting downloaded tonight double check double check that but yeah like it's 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 on ps4 um you get like the whole it's like the reelected edition and mm-hmm. you get all the dlc and stuff like that i think got out of hell is part of it as well it's definitely on ps plus i remember got out of hell so got out of hell is the like the expansion after that okay oh god i can't remember if it's since sort of three or four that uh johnny gat dies like a, and and he's like a big uh, character throughout the whole of the Saint Rose Saint Rose series and stuff yeah. like that, uh, but apparently he ended up getting kidnapped by the aliens that invaded, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you're just sitting around having uh, a birthday for Kenzie, and uh, this portal just opens up and sucks you all into hell, and Johnny Gat ends up taking on Satan, and yeah, <laughs> honestly, like. It is just crazy. Like, it is so, so crazy. But taking all the stuff that made GTA, like, just fun as hell mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, like, the stuff you would spend hours doing, uh, like like mowing down, mowing down pedestrians or, like, uh, getting six stars and seeing how long you can last, uh, using, the, using the dildo to, like, bash people in San Andreas and stuff like that. You actually have, uh, well, one of the signature weapons in Saints Row is the Penetrator. Yep. Which is just a massive dildo on a bat. Yep. And uh, uh, a new weapon that was introduced for uh, Saints Row 4, which was the dubstep gun. So I've heard of this. I've not played 4. I played 3 a little while, so that's that's where my knowledge of dildos comes from. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know I I remember that dubstep because I remember in, in development apparently there was the game kept crashing and they had like a, a crisis meeting. Yeah, and um, they're like, right, why is the game crashing? They're like, oh, because of the dragon. It's like what? Like, oh, the dragon that flies around in the sky the whole time. Because <laughs> cool, what what does the dragon do? Nothing. All oh, right. Yeah. Do, do you need? Do we need it? Do you need it? No. Well, no. It looks cool though. Lose the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so the so in the development for this, uh, the idea for the dragon actually came from. So they used to do. So it's um, Deep Silver and Volition that develop um, Saints Row, mm-hmm. and uh, they had this. Um, I think it was like a few days over the course of development and stuff like that. It was just like like any idea mm-hmm. like any idea you can possibly think of just chuck it in and see if it works and the dragon came from that <laughs> that's a good day and, of work though eh? yeah like just anything like it's it's almost like the the hideo kojima like notebook thing uh like he gave hideo kojima gave his staff these notebooks and he's like honestly just write down any idea that you have and uh, the best ones we'll select and we'll pop it in the game and stuff. So that's where the idea of like peeking around corners and freezing mm-hmm. bombs and uh, stuff like that came from. And uh, yeah, no, it's just so cool. But I mean, like, I think it fits in Stroh in terms of like, basically they'll just throw anything at the wall and it sticks. Like there, I'm sure there's a section in since row four that is basically just metal gear solid in terms of like your bit yeah you're hiding in cardboard boxes and like (laughs) uh, yeah it's it's just crazy i'm sure there's a zombie apocalypse in one of it as well i think it's something to do with a virus that's affecting the simulation or something along those lines and uh yeah like it's it's just unbelievably crazy but like when you play it like I played it with a massive smile on my face yeah. the whole time, just just because of how ridiculous it was and just how much fun. And um, I'm sure there was a mission. It might have been in three or f- no. I, I honestly like three and four blur a lot for me, but yep. uh, uh, mainly because I think I played them back to back. But um, I think there's one where you have to like get as much money from insurance that's three i was I, I had that loaded up that's in my mind th- that's three um you got to go out there and try to get clipped by cars yeah so you so you get clipped by cars but then like i think you hold a button basically to ragdoll yeah yep that's exactly what it is yeah so as soon as you hold that button you just ragdoll and you can like shake about and stuff like that and like you you see your money going up and stuff and that's it, it. That's, that's crazy it's that great just, uh, did you ever play um burnout burnout three in particular it was an old yes. racing game where, um, like, crashing was almost the objective. Yeah, yeah. Especially in some of the, the, the like, gaming modes. Uh, and crashes were one of them. They were, you had a big junction, uh, and you had to basically, in the most inventive way, cause as much damage as possible. And there was always, a, a you know, a, a goal to, to hit. Yeah. Um, and it always reminded me on that, because, like you say, you, you get hit by one car, and then you can kind of, like, nudge over and ragdoll into another one and get the best kind of... I remember sitting there for hours trying to do that on, on Saints Row 3. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it no, was a good idea. Uh, it's it's a, just a stupid idea. Like, uh, just a really, really stupid idea. Like, uh, I, I'm just trying to think, like... Like, com- like the style of comedy of it is very... Um, did you ever watch Drawn Together? Oh, goodness. 
uh, a, a few of them, but not for for such a long time. Where yeah. a bunch of like superheroes were living. Yeah, together. well, it, well, it was it was like uh, like um, like cartoon characters would live together. Yes, so yeah, you, had, ha, you had like a superhero. You had a guy who looked like Link. You had uh, Betty Boo. You had like a SpongeBob kind of character. You had um, a pig or something like that was in it as well. And uh, there was that seventies kind of like foxy love i think her name was that's uh, right but yeah but yeah like that that show like is so funny but unbelievably crass and you could not get away with any of that stuff that they yeah. were saying now and like yeah. i feel like saints row is almost on the cusp of that in yes. terms of like let's see how far we can get away with and stuff like that like um like when you're uh when you get pulled out of the simulation like it is total matrix in terms of like like you got wires hanging out of you you're mm-hmm. butt naked and stuff like that and you're jumping from like the sh- <laughs> like the alien ship to your ship and you're just like butt naked like <laughs> and like uh, like you're still walking about the ship having these conversations with people and you're just butt naked that's that was one of the things that kind of stands out uh, and it's it's maybe a, a heart back to like older kind of games when you could really, really customize a game and you've got yeah. this completely crazy character in all these really, really serious yeah. scenes. Yeah. Centro did a very good job of just playing those completely straight. Exactly. And like you could have like whatever kind of costume you wanted on, whatever kind of look and stuff like that. And you could have like kind of like serious kind of things like uh, like our teammate teammate has just died sort of thing <laughs> like you're sitting there in like a hot dog a costume or something yeah 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 and <laughs> saints row does what it wants and it does it's it's just it's just so much fun and like if you just want some mindless fun just not really thinking about things too much uh some hilarious laughs uh and some really decent um open world gta clone gameplay than saints row 4 you can't really go wrong with it um if you want a bit more grounded maybe saints row 3 might be more of your jam but if you want to just let loose with like superpowers and everything like that then yeah go for saints row 4 it is a blast and it will get downloaded tonight. I'm going to go through my library uh, yeah. and make sure that it's on my PlayStation for tomorrow morning. <laughs> good, good. Um, okay, so um, they did like a kind of special collector's edition of uh, Saints Row 4. And uh, it was called the Super Dangerous Wob Wob Edition. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so you got like um it was like a art book and stuff like that there was like a miniature replica of uh the um the dubstep gun and stuff like that and it was it was all very very cool and stuff like that but they did one better they (laughs) did um they did the saints row super dangerous wad wad edition and the wad wad edition cost one million dollars no one million dollars yep did you buy one uh no (laughs) (laughs) if i could if i had a million dollars to spend on a game (laughs) as much as i like saints row 4 i don't think you're not going for that one okay no so this is what came with it brace yourself uh it is so you get the game saints row 4 commander-in-chief edition which is like the game of the year edition Mm -hmm. a full-size replica of the dubstep gun brilliant actually properly full-size that uh, plays a full day of spy training. Oh, okay, I'm sold so far. Yeah, a trip to space 
with Virgin Galactic's one-year membership. Again, fine. Plastic surgery of the purchaser's choice. <laughs> I've got some stuff I need done. <laughs> a shopping spree with a personal shopper. Brilliant. Uh, seven nights for two at the Jefferson House Hotel in Washington. Wow. A hostage rescue experience. Oh, brilliant. And um, and seven nights stay in the top, uh, top royal suite at the Burj Al Arab with two flights, well, well for uh, flights for two. Yeah, you better get a season pass as well for any DLC with that one. I'm not spending fifteen ninety nine on any DLC. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy that they did that. And um, oh, uh, and also there is you get a new Toyota Prius <laughs> with one year's insurance on it, and also a year of supercar memberships. My goodness. I mean, it's mostly the things I would spend if I had a million anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. But, like, <laughs> the funny thing is that someone totaled it all together and yeah. it was, uh, it came to $800,000. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Just what it says but, there if anybody actually bought it, did they? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to properly look that up. But yeah, when I was doing the research today uh, for Saints Row, and I was just like, that's insane. That is quite extravagant. Yeah, that is. Virgin Galactic Space Flight. Oh, that is very cool. <laughs> to say you've been to space and you bought Saints Row 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you. You'd have to just have a, oh. a, a playlist of Aerosmith on repeat for that. <laughs> definitely definitely i'm trying to see if anyone did actually buy it doesn't say well see that that or sleeping dogs definitive edition 13 pound yeah. 97 so you i mean you do the I math mean, i mean do you get plastic surgery with uh, sleeping dogs no <laughs> you do not <laughs> you do not <laughs> i don't yeah do don't you even get, know if you get all the dlc I'm, i'll be honest <laughs> Okay, now we're going to take a trip down to our local Twat Cafe, where we've checked our inbox, and we're going to see what you guys at home are saying. This week, David has used the same email address that you can, grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com, and asks, With more and more rumours of a return to Vice City, I was wondering what homage missions you would like to see. So, good question. I think I think he's asking, you know, um, in the way that Grand Theft Auto V had Jimmy hanging off of the back of a a sailboat uh, all across a freeway. You had Sweet yeah. hanging off the back of a, a fire truck back in the back in the day, and that you had to mm-hmm. catch both. They're very good at mimicking those um, those missions, yeah. Those missions and just either a little bit of nostalgia or a little bit of you know what we could do this better yeah. this time. Let's let's go a little bit grander with it. Um, what would you like to see come back from Vice City? Ooh, um, well of. Obviously, the the best mission in Vice City is obviously Demolition Man. It's the it's the best. <laughs> oh. No, um, so yeah, well, I would like to see them take another crack at like the the RC stuff and uh, actually have the things control better. Um, <laughs> Just control, like, yeah. Um, which which I think can be done. Uh, 
And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like um, like Demolition Man is fun. Like fundamentally, it is a fun mission. Like the fact that you have to mm-hmm. like um, t- like take the helicopter up to each level of the construction site and then uh, drop a bomb onto the thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like you could probably cut it down a wee bit in terms of like you had to like obviously go back down get the bomb and then come back up yeah uh, and then come back down and then go back up and stuff like that whereas like this thing could have like maybe a payload on it that you could just drop the bombs yep. as you go um so yeah like um like all joking aside and stuff like that like i would i would like to see them take another crack at that but uh well, in terms of actual good fun missions <laughs> uh obviously the the bank heist um yeah 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 yeah, I would. I would love to see the mechanics of GTA Five being brought in to properly plan the bike bank heist that's in Vice City. Uh, the the last mission would be another thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're having like this kind of gunfight in a mansion sort of thing, would be yeah. very very cool as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think of like other kind of iconic vice city missions but i'll i'll hand it over to you for i for i for i ponder <laughs> there's a there's a couple that stand out um instantly i i didn't think about demolition man and <laughs> you know what you're, you're kind of right although watchdogs 2 made its entire gameplay out of that mission pretty much with the the little kind of drone yeah. flying in through everything yeah well i mean like i like as like we've we've joked about it before and stuff like that but obviously this was like a precursor to uh the rc missions that were in san andreas and there infamously uh yeah. bad and uh, i've like a very sticking point for people when they come to either replay that game or playing it for the first time it seems to be like a a bit of a hurdle for them to get over um yeah but yeah like uh, i i think they could take another crack at it and i think it would play better if the vehicles controlled like the actual vehicles that you're piloting yeah they've already got helicopters just in the shoot game. them down why not <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly how hard is that rockstar um there's there's two that stand out for me the the first one uh, i'm going to mention is mall shootout okay yeah um it's just a for some reason it's just a great fun mission that always stands out to me just going into the mall break the windows and just taking out all those yeah, windows yeah, yeah that's yeah, it yeah. It can be pretty tricky. Uh, some of those mall cops are pretty nails. It, well, like, uh, like so, like breaking all the windows is fine, and then once you get outside, like honestly, honestly hell just rains down on you. Like, I, th- I, th- yes. I think you're only on maybe a four star like wanted level or something like that. But mm-hmm. oh my word, they are relentless. And you're trying to drive away yeah. in this cop car, which you've uh, you've stolen off of these guards and <laughs> uh, beforehand, and that that's fun. That's a fun bit. Yeah, yeah. As well, where you had to like lead the cops into the uh, into the garage and then like steal their uniforms and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, and like you've been probably driving about, you've maybe bashed the car a couple of times and everything like that. But yeah, like as soon as you leave that, they all just pile on you, and it's yep. like a few hits and stuff like that, and your car just starts going up in smoke. If yeah. you if the second you get into that car, if you hear the sound of your tire rim oh. or your wheel rim on concrete yeah. you know that it's not going to go no. end well at all no. there's no getting away yeah uh yeah no that's a fun mission i, I really like that one um i do yeah. yeah uh what was the other one 
The other one, um, kind of opposite end of the spectrum, where where one of them's relatively straightforward. Um, the G spot, like oh, the uh, the candy sucks. The yeah. old oh yes, yeah. Like I like <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you were just a way to mention that, it clicked in my head what you were a way to say there. Yeah, and I, and I was just like, oh, how can I forget that mission? It's such a good mission. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm predictable. Yeah. Well, we've, al- we've, I, already, I do love we've already talked about like how much we love this mission. We yeah. have, yeah. And I, I do bring it up every single podcast just if it's I can. It's such a good mission, though. Like, um, it's like, I, like, apart from like it just being like fun to play and... Uh, yeah. And it, it is quite a challenge and stuff like that from going from building to building and stuff like that. The bit that just gets me is being in the bike in the elevator and it cuts <laughs> to the camera in the elevator and there's two people just standing there yep. while you're on this motorbike and this elevator music's playing. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> yep, it, it encapsulates all of the fun of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just in that one thing. And I think kind of almost like sparks some of the the kind of stunt writers that you see um so the guys on youtube that are just just understand the physics of those games so so well and and pull off some absolutely amazing stuff um really kind of comes from the the foundation of that um of that mission i I just think it's absolutely fantastic it's pretty cool yeah that's a good mission the fastest boat is another good one if i remember correctly it is the one yeah the one where you have to get the um you have to go down to the docks, mm-hmm. steal the boat, and bring it back to Diaz. Um, and uh, is is that the one? I, oh, it's not that one. No, there's there's another one that involves a speedboat, where you drive there first, and then afterwards you're uh, you take the passenger seat and you start shooting. Yeah, that's right. You, I, I think there's other boats. Gosh, this is really escaping my memory just now but there's other boats and you get all the way there and there's like a double cross and then yeah you've got to shoot your way out it's like an on rails kind of thing vance takes over driving it's good fun yeah that's that's another good fun um yeah like um i wonder i do wonder if they'll if they'll take back the the property purchasing and stuff like that in yeah in this uh, new iteration of vice city yeah i mean it's 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 something you didn't really get with with five um no even though the, there was the potential there to earn billions um, at a certain point oh, yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. If you did the, the assassinations correctly. Um, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't really much to do with the, the businesses at all. You'd get the, the odd no. phone call. Like, I think Franklin gets the, the cab company and um, Tequila La, I think, maybe one of the, the clubs up on, 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 is it Sunset Strip? Yeah. Up in Vinewoods. Um, and you'd get a phone call saying, Oh, some guy's stolen our beer. Then you'd go and chase yeah. him down and then that that was that really. But there wasn't a huge emphasis on it. Um especially not as as strong as a like a price of admission that we saw in, in, in Vice City. Um Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how how that would be implemented and, and if that would be something that, you know, your your business line uh would be far better. Yeah tons of that in yeah. in gta online on how to actually run a business and, and things so yeah maybe they'll take that across yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be slightly weird like if we're if we are going to go back in time and if it is going to be like the 80s or the late 70s mm-hmm. where uh, wherever this uh rumored um gta 6 is going to be uh that um in obviously modern GTAs, like from GTA Four to GTA Five, uh, we've had like obviously modern technology in it, yeah. 
yeah in terms of like phones and like we've had like online banking and stuff like that mm-hmm. which is stuff you never had in the original games uh at all and um yeah if we are going back to that time like uh is things going to be uh reflecting of that time as in like if we need to make a withdrawal from a bank the, do we have to go physically to the bank i think we'd have to go into the bank yeah yeah and um like obviously like you have your magical pocket that can hold like what however much <laughs> money and stuff like that and all the weapons <laughs> underneath the sun but um as the gta's have gone on and stuff like that like having having the mobile phone having the internet and stuff like that being able to do stuff across that like that's an aspect that wouldn't exist in this new version or it shouldn't have exist in this new version if yeah. they are going back to uh, the 80s or the 70s it's a really good point um because yeah. that's going to hugely impact the the gameplay um yeah yeah you know going through them as we have over the the last few weeks it's been really great to see how the the technologies has uh, enhanced the gameplay not really it's it's it, i don't think it's taken away from it at all really no no um and i think it'll be very, very different to to go back to, to none of that. However, mm-hmm. that's maybe part of the storytelling. I think, you know, yeah. they'll they'll come back to that in any way, shape or form. It's like I, the amount of stuff I've been watching from, you know, the 80s and 90s um, films and TV recently uh, throughout lockdown and the amount of times I've just kind of thought to myself, just phone the police. Oh, never mind, you don't have a yeah, phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you just get so used to having that in your pocket that a lot of films like Speed... Uh, from 1995 would have just pretty much been been handled within about five minutes with a quick couple yeah. of phone calls but you can't really get yeah. that kind of stuff done um yeah, yeah doesn't quite work like that back in 95 so there, there could be some no. very interesting tropes that they'll they'll maybe bring into it um yeah to kind of compensate that yeah i mean like obviously they can they can do that with the terms of obviously doing red dead redemption and uh yeah like uh like that game still like it would be weird if they had like cell phones and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine uh, yeah but uh, <laughs> but yeah like um yeah so obviously like they they can do a game without those mechanics and stuff like that i just yeah. think uh, i just think like it's kind of almost cemented itself in like a modern gta so going back to uh going back in time it'll be it'll be interesting and if like if they do stick with it uh hopefully it just makes it feel a bit more authentic and uh yeah as long as it doesn't hinder it too much in a way like uh like if you're mm-hmm. like like let's take the example of going to the bank and stuff like that if it's too much yeah. of a hassle to go in and get money and stuff like that then then people won't do it and stuff like that or it'll be a mechanic that just never gets used so totally totally and i think yeah. um depending on how they do it i mean five was was kind of the same but maybe maybe slightly differently but um you know you'd always have to go ammunition after every single mission yeah uh, or after every death you'd have to go and like restock and and you know get back into it um because it wasn't as easy to like before like even autosave uh kind of came in you know manually saving if you didn't manually save and you died or anything happened you were having to go back you know a fair chunk and then yeah, yeah. you know redo a bunch of stuff and auto save and, and checkpoints and stuff like that kind of save us um because it dumps us back into to the, the situation that we were we were in at that time so mm-hmm. um I, I, i'm i'm sure that they'll they'll bring it in so that it's 
um, it, it's fun to do. You know, it'll be a, such a lovely city to drive around in. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You won't necessarily mind doing it, or it won't be that intrusive. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully, at least. Um, yeah. But again, uh, just let us find out. Release the game tomorrow, please, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, let you know what we think, Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get. Uh, we'll definitely do a proper in-depth review when GTA 6 comes out and we will uh, make it a special episode and we'll uh, dissect the game as much as possible when it does come out. So Yes, we will. That'll be something fun to look forward to. It will. I, I cannot wait. I can't wait for a, an official trailer to come. Yeah. yeah. So that oh, we can... Oh, yeah. So we can uh, speculate. <laughs> do that. Rip it apart. <laughs> Tinfoil hat theories. foils. <laughs> <laughs> Well, once again, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate every single like, download, and listen uh, on all of the um, podcasting services. So thank you very much each time that you do. Thank you very much, Gary, for joining me again. No worries. It's always a pleasure. It is indeed. And remember, what other podcasters in school, we're delivering hitchhikers to the nice people on the side of the mountain. Till next week, <laughs> keep it six stars. Oh.